Hello, it's Friday, June the 16th. You're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast brought to you by Northcore Grains. My name is Jeffrey Guy. Today I'm joined by the big kahuna himself. Hello, everybody. It's Dwight here on a nice Friday afternoon. We're in the office. Sitting in the office today. Dolores is off. Any of your other contributors are taking it easy today, so... Let's jump right into the markets, Dwight, and let's see the... Well, we got lots to talk about today, Jeff. My goodness, we had a pretty uh, flamboyant week, didn't we? Yeah, so corn ended up, uh, new crop corn, up about $12, $13. Soybeans and uh, the whole wheat sector were all up over $30, led by spring wheat that was up $37 this week. So we started off the week on Monday with a USDA WASDA report. That's a monthly stocks report. So in that report, they did take into account the increased acreage that came from the June planting report, but they did not change projected yields for corn or soybeans, but they did change the yields on the hard red spring wheat. They decreased that yield. Because what's been uh, stressing that hard red spring wheat crop this year, Dwight? Well, let me think for a second now, Jeff. Uh, Maybe uh, a lack of rain in the northern plains? And into the Canadian prairies. Two big growing regions for hard red spring wheat. And, you know, here today it it hit $390 a ton, hard red spring wheat. It was just, and I know I was excited when that market hit $300. Well, that's, that's, where's the end of it, Jeff? Where's the... It's hard to know because there's in the USDA weekly crop reports, now it's something like 50% of that crop is rated poor, or very poor, and less than 20% is rated good to excellent. It's just uh, amazing how how far down that crop has come, really. And uh, I think they're going to just keep decreasing the yield projections on it. So it looks like there's some more upside on that in that market. So you think we're going to get to the $400, Jeff? Monday. Monday. That fast. Well, let's see what what happens on the weather this weekend. But now talking about wheat, we are just getting into the harvest season for the winter wheat. I've heard some reports from different areas that the falling numbers are already coming down in the winter wheats. And they're blaming it on continued rains. You know, I I don't think right now we're really going to complain about any rains we got because it's really helping the corn and soybeans go right now. But it would be nice to get a little nice and dry time to get the wheat off. So there's a question. Do people take their wheat off when it's higher moisture or do they wait to get it dried right down, Dwight? Yeah, that's the million dollar question. Do you, do you sit and wait? Because I understand that uh, with these kind of conditions, and it's not that we couldn't use some rain earlier, but with these kind of conditions, the quality of the wheat is deteriorating in the field. So I guess uh, we better uh, fire the dryer up, Jeff, and uh, and plan to dry some wheat. Uh, so anything in the in the teens, we should be good to go. Yeah. Yeah, I had a few customers ask me this week about uh, what moisture we'd be taking to and. I said, you know, the closer you can get it to the trading number, the better. But uh, if wheat gets that 15, 16, I'd definitely be thinking serious about taking it off. And and I know once you combine 15 or 16, you're going to get some 17 and 18 in there. So get it off. 
might be a lot of times you can save yourself some money by paying a little bit of drawing discount. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. This is a big number and you don't want to you don't want to end up with a feed quality weed as a result of trying to save a few dollars on drying. What do you think about spraying the weed, Jeff? Do you think guys should you know, accelerate their harvest uh, opportunity by actually going ahead and spraying it with some some kind of a defoliant. Well, I've combined enough weed in the past that I know it's nice to have everything dead in the field. Yeah. It just flows so much better through the combine. You don't need very much green to make it harder on your sample, but also harder to feed through the combine. What did you say? You had a green combine and you had to spray it down? Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> no not on my farm actually so but anyhow it's just wheat if you can it's a great time to control weeds in your your crop and that also uh, a lot of people have told me their winter wheat was so thick they didn't see a need to spray it down this year but uh, i know of other farmers that have already sprayed the wheat so if we want to talk a little bit more about spring wheat and that might be the more the necessity in spraying your spring wheat to get it all to mature at the same time there was some little inconsistencies, we'll say, this spring for moisture levels, so maybe the crops maybe not quite as even if you wait around for all of it. And Because the feed wheat discount on spring wheat is going to be like $100 right Ooh. now. Wow. And that's pretty phenomenal. It's just because spring wheat prices have, have rose up so high compared to the winter wheats in the feed market. It's going to be a big discount, so I think that's something everybody needs to keep an eye on going forward. The is look after aggressively manage your crop. So the so oh sorry well, right no I was just going to say something about soybean pricing. Uh, boy, the soybeans really moved up uh, this week, Jeff. What do you think about that? Well, there's a lot of news, a lot of things in the news for soybeans. Like I wrote about this morning in our regular emails and on the website, the soybean crush was a lot lower last month in the U.S. However, soybean oil demand is remaining very strong for both biodiesel and the vegetable oils. Remember, vegetable oils, they're going to be in short supply or shorter supply because of the that that drought in the Canadian prairies is really cutting back the projected canola crop this that's, year. Yeah, that's right. Canola's out there too. Yeah. So that's, canola is really going through the roof on pricing right now. And so if there's less supply of canola oil, puts more demand in the soybean oil. And I think when we talk a little bit about biodiesel and ethanol usage, like ethanol production right now is as, it's as high as it's ever been in the U.S., I think it's right up there driving the they actually used more gasoline i think it was two weeks ago than they have any other week for might have been an all-time high if i remember right reading this well, it's hard to believe isn't it so it's uh the pandemic is as far as drivers are concerned is over in the u.s so soybean prices have jumped up there that demand is strong lots of different reports out of china i i actually read one doom and gloom report this week which I almost hate to repeat, but it was about the African swine flu in the in the Chinese herd, hog herd, saying that it's a lot a lot bigger concern right now than the Chinese authorities are letting on it to be. So that's well, are you are you, are you insinuating they're hiding something from us, Jeff? 
Yeah, let's see. COVID, the COVID virus, African swine flu. We know they like to play the market. They do everything to control the market as much as they can. Uh, if it is getting more widespread in China, I'm sure they are hiding that. But hopefully it isn't because if it does, that's going to really cut back on feed demand in China. Feed demand is soybeans for the soybean meal, corn and wheat from the feed side. Um, so we we really don't want them to have a bad outbreak of African swine flu. That's uh, but China also it was reported this week that they had almost record imports in June of soybeans. So they're not acting like they're. They see any decrease anyway, so well, maybe they'll end up buying more beef and pork. What do you think? They can buy more everything. I think there's what 1.4 billion plus people to feed in China. So they uh, they like and they're we've talked about this before. They're starting to eat more meat. And when you have that many people, if they all increase their meat consumption by even an ounce a week, adds up to a lot of uh, a lot of meat. So <laughs> anyhow, I think that's what all I have to say this week. Oh, actually, one last thing. Locally, here, uh, people still are spraying their soybeans with some fungicides, the one or two-pass system. Corn's being sprayed now with fungicide as corn is tasseling. Some pretty good, strong-looking cornfields out there. But uh, hearing some reports about aphids. Have you seen any on your farm, Dwight? Yeah, the aphid population is, is up and down depending on what field you're looking at or what farm you're on. It's and it's and it's really variable even within a one within a field, so um, yeah, it's just a matter of scouting and, and and watching the fields. We have we have to keep an eye on that. We're getting sick of spraying, Jeff. We're doing a lot of spraying these days. So it's boots on the ground, people. Take a look at your fields. You know, if you need to spray for aphids. Get out there. Well, I think it's your... well worth protecting this crop, Jeff. We we have a crop of soybeans that for this time of year actually looks phenomenal. And and with the canopied bean crop and with the little rains that we're getting, there's a lot of moisture down in underneath there. And, and I I don't want to use the the white mold word, but uh, you know, if, if one more application of spraying saves your crop, it's an insurance that's well worth spending. And so, I don't know whether we're going to spray ours twice or three times this year, but it's uh, it's something to be thinking about. And there are some fungicides out there that are being advertised as more as a one-pass system for fields that maybe don't have a history of a lot of mold in them. But once again, talk to your crop consultants, get some boots on the ground, take a walk yourself, see if the conditions are right for mold, and but uh, look at the aphid side of things too, and if you have to... Get out there and spray for that. So anyhow, that's all I have to say for this week. We look forward to talking to everybody next week. Hopefully we have a, another good week in the markets and another good growing week locally. That's right, Jeff. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye for now.